T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.1 FM Talk. Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Uh-oh. Abby's going to hate me here today because I um, I gave her the green light, Fred, to to do the Christmas music. We've been putting Yay. three songs in a day, right? Right. And I didn't, I wasn't in the mood today to pick songs. I wasn't in the Christmas spirit. So yes, Grinchy. And she asked me, because we've done three songs a day, like one in each hour. And she said, hey, can you pick some Christmas songs? And I said, eh, I was Scrooge today. I said, just go do it. So this is probably my least favorite Christmas <laughs> song. Right. And so everybody, right. Oh my God. All right. Let's see here. Oh, right. It's not Abby's fault, though, because I gave her the green light. So, Fred, do you think she can switch that one out for the second bump going out if she's not listening? Because that is not something that I'm interested in hearing again. We have Dave Murray on the phone. We're about to get into some pretty cold temperatures. Dave, how are you? I'm doing great. Could we play a little bit of Christmas Island by Jimmy Buffett coming out? Ooh. Oh, good. All right, Paul. well, there's the request. We'll see if we can um, make that happen. I'm going to text Abby right now. You think I could just tell her, but I'd have to go off the microphone. So, what is it called? Christmas <laughs> Island? Yeah. Christmas Island. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jimmy Buffett. Uh, good right, call. I'm do it. <laughs> and there it's not go. mainstream, but still good. That's a very fine yeah. choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Dave, I you can appreciate this, I think. I have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off next week, and I thought to myself, you know what? This time of year, you can get some golf weather in St. Louis. I might be able to get out to a course next Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday after the sun gets up a little bit. That is not going to happen, is it? No, no, no. but no. you'll have some, you'll, you'll have, because we will have had enough cold air before that, you'll get some great roll. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> yeah, great. Like, I can hit my putter off the tee is what you're saying? Yeah. That's, that's right. the only that's way right. I succeed. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, I've, I've been looking at that calendar for a couple of weeks and seeing nothing positive. So get us through the weekend here. What do we have leading up to Christmas? Okay. It, it's cold this weekend. You know, it's cold right now uh, for evening plans right around, you know, 30, 31, 32 degrees. Still windy for this evening. Tomorrow, I think we'll see a touch more sunshine. That will help. But we're still only talking 33, 34 for the high temperature. It's a cold day, still a little breezy. 19 Saturday night. Sunday, it's okay for December. It's 38 degrees, partly sunny. Now, what happens next week is a little system comes by on Monday. A lot of clouds. I think we'll see a touch of light snow, maybe a couple of snow flurries. 
I don't think it's much of anything. But what that thing does is open the door to this Arctic cold front that in time is going to cover the eastern two-thirds of the nation. It's going to go all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico, could even get down as deep as central Florida. That, that's going to be a push for it, but it's going to cover a lot of the nation. And it's going to take time to get the really cold air in here. Tuesday, you'll notice it's colder. Wednesday, you'll notice it's a little more colder. And then come Thursday and into Friday, you're going to say, okay, this is a little bit ridiculous now. And we're talking daytime highs by Thursday in the 20s, nighttime lows. I think Thursday night into Friday morning will be in the single numbers. The cold will last right through Christmas. So that's the given. We know Mm. that's going to happen. The question is, obviously, everybody wants to know this time of year, what about snow? What about snow? Are we going to have a white Christmas? That's still very much a question mark. It's a huge question mark. Well, it's a po- You're it's, saying it's possible, though. It is. It is okay, possible. and there's a chance. I, I, I do think Tuesday through Friday we're going to see little bands of light snow and flurries. There's always been on the table a storm system for about Thursday of next week. The question is, how much cold air is going to be in place? And we know there's going to be a lot of it. It's a dry air mass when it's that cold. So there's not going to be a lot of moisture to work with. But if we can squeeze a little Alberta clipper down in the northwest flow, and that's the only way we're going to get any kind of system on Thursday, then we could see a little bit of snow. Clippers can be very deceiving. They can do nothing, and they can drop a lot of snow. So at this point, it's still on the table. Don't ask me about amounts. Don't ask me about timing. It's not until Thursday of next week, and it's mm. Friday, well, Friday we'll, afternoon. We'll take it for right now. I wanted to hook up with you because I'm off much of next week. Dave Murray, you have a great weekend. Have a great Christmas, and we appreciate mm-hmm. the update this afternoon. You two guys, anytime. I think Jimmy hey. Buffett's coming up, so put us on hey. the stream. Put us on the stream, Dave. Yeah, Abby's on it. Right. Abby said, poor Abby said that that was her favorite Christmas song. So I've just ruined her favorite Christmas song because I told her to take it off the list permanently. By the way, Jane, <laughs> I have, um, uh, Fred, you, you appreciate this too. So number Number one son is in Houston, right? Number two son is in Columbia. He's a teacher at Hickman now. He graduated from Mizzou. Uh, I see him quite a bit. Uh, The one in Houston, haven't seen him in 14 months. He hasn't been back home. And he's coming back next week, and he's got the girlfriend. He's got a girlfriend now. We haven't met her. And But she's a Texas girl. She doesn't like the cold. So, this is not going to be her this is gonna happy be an interesting, place. No, it's going to be an interesting. But I told Evan, like, well, we know what to get her for Christmas, right? We can get her a sweater, a hoodie, or something like that, yeah. something warm. Uh, hand warmers. Right. Before Jane's news, she's filling in for Sue. Fred heard this story the other day, but I wanted to give just a little bit of an update. Um, Jane, I'll start from the beginning because you didn't hear this. But on Sunday morning, I think it was Sunday morning, Alexa and I were getting in the car. We were going to go do something. I can't remember what it was. I go out to the garage. It's an attached garage. Mm-hmm. I smell... I think natural gas. It's like a faint smell of natural Ooh, gas. That's so scary. Becky's got a better sniffer. I said, hey, do you smell anything? She goes, yeah, natural gas. So we call. In my mind, it was Laclede. How long has it been since yeah, it's right, been that? Spire, right. But she calls Spire. Guy comes out right away. He's doing, you know, he's got those fancy things. Yes. Uh, he's looking at stuff. We got the water heater in the basement, the gas fireplace, the dryer. He can't find anything, can't find anything in the garage. And he basically says, you know, I think his theory was, well, maybe just something wafted up from the line outside. He didn't really know, but there's no gas, right? Okay. So, well, so good, you're safe. Well, the good news is, is uh, the house didn't do this, right? So Wednesday, Fred, you remember I said it was Wednesday, I think, yeah. right? So that's Monday, Tuesday goes by. Wednesday morning, 
overwhelming smell of natural gas go out to the garage. Oh boy! And it had gotten into the you could I could smell it in our little what do you call it the breezeway or whatever that goes out to the garage laundry room. And then even in the car when I got into the car, oh boy! I started the car and luckily you know I let the windows open just a little bit in the um, well the garage doors open. And luckily that did not happen. But then we called Spireback. The guy comes back. And at first, now I, I got to admit, because this guy's been doing this for a long time and he says something that I thought was ridiculous. He says, well, you know, maybe it's a dead mouse or something like that. Every once in a while I get an animal that gets stuck and, you know, it, it emits a similar odor. And I just thought, well, that seems ridiculous, right? So I told him I was respectful about it. I was like, look, dude, you're the one who knows this, but that seems a little weird to me. The, the garbage just went out, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So the last two days... Now it smells only like a dead animal. Now I can't smell natural gas. So I don't know if it's because my brain is telling me, oh, yeah, it's a dead animal, or if the smell because is, it doesn't, is getting progressively it worse. It doesn't smell. Well, it's not really getting worse. It just doesn't. When I came out today, it didn't smell like um, natural gas. It smelled like there's a dead animal there. So I'm going to look in the. That's my mission for the weekend. I will report back. <laughs> that's a fun job. But the he, attic. The that, dude we, said, right, no, he once, said it could be way. a squirrel in the attic or something like that. Now, the other thing that's interesting, and I don't know if and this could be part of it. A couple weeks ago, and this doesn't happen very often, I have a cat. One of my cats gets outside. But this particular night, he got into the garage somehow. He kind of snuck out. The garage was closed. Did he go pick up a friend? Well, look, he was in that garage all night because I get out in the car the next morning. I see little paw prints on my windshield, right? <laughs> but he is a mouser. And if there is a mole or a shrew or a mouse around, he gets go, it. Go get so it. could he have gotten something in the garage and could it be lying in the corner somewhere? It could be. So. Uh, I know Fun that everyone's going. I know everyone's going to be going through their weekend thinking, "Oh my gosh, I hope Mark found his mouse or his natural gas leak." We'll report back on Monday afternoon. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now Sue's news, brought to you by Sue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, by Jane. Okay, <laughs> now of course I do not even come close to doing Sue's news, but I will. I will do my best. Okay, the first story we have. Um, So we have a driver in Arizona, in Phoenix, and he wants to go in, you know, what is it, the carpool lane? HOV. Yeah, Yeah, the HOV. And so, you know, he thinks, so he comes up with a little trick. Um, Unfortunately, he gets pulled over because what he did was he took an inflatable Grinch and put him in the front seat (laughs) to try to be in the lane. and And while the Arizona Department of Public Safety thought that it was really cute and everything, um, yeah, the guy is still got his ticket. So, um, so he got Grinched. So that was the end of that. But yeah, and the police officer thought it was cute, but not enough to get out of the you ticket. You know, I was struggling for what HOV means. It's high occupancy yes. vehicle. That's what it stands for. Yeah. And in some areas, that's a $400 ticket. Yeah, no, it's a bad one. Yeah. When I was in Vegas the last time, they actually, and I think they're doing this more and more often, when the traffic is not um, to the point where they have to restrict the HOV lane, maybe they do this in L.A. also because they have a lot of those out there. They had signs up everywhere that said HOV lane open for everyone. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, that's But that's good, not though. the first time that someone's tried that little trick, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you know, he probably thought the Grinch would get him the Christmas uh, spirit, but it did not work. So that would probably be me. Okay, so the Oxford um, Dictionary, uh, or Oxford, yeah, this year the Oxford Languages, the creator of the Oxford English Dictionary, has put um, another new word in. And I did not know what this was, even though in some ways it describes me. So that was concerning to me. Okay, have you heard of goblin mode? 
Oh, we just talked about this yeah, the other day, didn't we? We did. That's it's me. So <laughs> goblin mode now um, is a new word in the Oxford Dictionary, and the slang term is defined as a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, greedy, or typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. Yeah, we both fit in that, I think. Yeah, I mean that's a little harsh, but when you talk about mindlessly binge watching TV. Wearing the same sweatpants for a couple or a few days, um, you know, snacking and food gets all it over. It fits, right? Yeah, that's me. But so, I had never heard of that. When we talked about it previously, I had never mode. heard of that term. Abby had. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a new thing. Fred, you had not, right? I had not heard of it. Yeah. No, although so, I guess maybe I've been in goblin mode for World Cup leading yeah, up to now. Yeah, see, that's totally legit. So, Are you pretty into it? I like, watched a lot of it. All wrapped up into it? Really? Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that. So, so where are you going to be on Sunday morning? Uh, I'll be at, at home, home watching, watching it, at home? but okay. I've, I went to a couple games in 94. And you go, who are you going to go for on, on Sunday morning? Uh, right. Who's your team? You know, I, I, I'm, I've been going back and forth. I'm going for Argentina now. You are? Really? Because I want Messi to win. Oh, is that oh. because you decided to take a shower in the next couple of days and you <laughs> thought you would have not done that if you were going for France? Mbappe versus Messi. Messi. So, I guess I'll watch because it's on before the NFL, so I'll, I'll sample it Sunday morning. The other thing that made it in... Um, was hashtag I stand with. So whatever. That's in the dictionary yeah, now? Yeah, I'm not into that. But I thought goblin mode was pretty cool, and I can't believe I had not, um, that I had not I'm gonna, that. We, we actually, in, we tried to incentivize Fred. Remember, we were trying to get you, and I think this still holds for the holidays. When Sue talked about this last week, the challenge flag was thrown down to Fred to say, just drop this casually. I'll try to do it, too. Oh, what's the word? Goblin mode. Oh, goblin mode. Yeah, Let's do right. that around the kids, because the kids, probably, my kids probably yeah. know this, right? So I'm going to try to do this over Christmas. And I'm going to see, because I can't was, believe Becky it. Becky was in total goblin mode over the uh, over the weekend. I'll just say something and see what the reaction is. My kids would say, well, that's just you, Mom. It says, it says working in your pajamas. I'm like, well, yes, that's why I work at home so I can work in my pajamas. So, okay. So the Los Angeles Animal Control uh, grants a unicorn license to a young girl. And it's really cute. It's been all over the internet. I don't know if you've seen it. But I have this, not seen this one. This girl, I mean, she's got to be, what, six or seven. And she asks the uh, Los Angeles Animal Control if she can have a permit to have a unicorn if she should find one. Uh-huh. And it, oh, it's adorable. And so um, the director or the, uh, the, the animal control gave her a license with five conditions. Uh, one, the unicorn must be cared for in compliance with all animal caretaking regulations set forth in the Los Angeles County Code. That's not a big deal. Well, you say that, <laughs> right. but it's Los Angeles. Of course it's it is. Be it must careful wear a mask. That. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. He must, uh, yeah, they must, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. The unicorn is given regular access to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows. Of course, of course. The unicorn is fed one of its favorite treats, watermelon, at least once each week. And the unicorn's horn must be maintained in, to be in good health. This requires polishing at least once a month with a soft cloth. So anyway, so they sent her the letter, and they and they also said that any sparkles or glitter used on the unicorn must be non-toxic and biodegradable. And um, so they sent her the letter and the license with the conditions, and so she is on uh, the search for a unicorn. By the way, she can have that. Today, I just looked at this story. Yeah, it's is cute. Madeline's birthday. 
Oh, she turns seven years old today. It's so? December sixteenth today, right? Oh, yeah. she she yeah. should get a unicorn then. That, I see, hope she gets one. I love stories like that just because you hear so many bad things about government, and I give credit to the person who might have come up with this. Oh, they loved it, and they were so happy, and it was really cute, and it was so. I thought that's a good one for us to hear and get into the Christmas yeah. spirit. More stories like that. I agree. Yes. Well, yeah. This... One one more time for one more. Okay, so um, the police um, they break into a gallery upon hearing that a woman is in distress or or hurt in a gallery and um they see a woman leaned over um, with her face inside of her, her soup and so they rush in and come to find out that was the sculpture so <laughs> it was an art gallery oh my so that no is way. kind of funny and and if you look at the picture I mean, no, it, like if you're walking by and you see this, you think like it's a dead woman and who fall who fell in her suit. Wow. So that I thought it was the uh, an employee of the Laws Emporium in London Soho area came downstairs, and when in the in the in the, in the cops are like, what the heck? And, oh my. Yeah. That's so cute. there you go. I thought that was good. Now, did you want any random facts? Yeah, you have a random fact. Okay. So, sliced bread was first manufactured by a, mas- a machine and sold in the 1920s by what company? Does anyone have any guesses? Uh, well, I'm going to say the Wonder Company, but that sounds too obvious, right? Mm. That's the only one I could think of. Colonial. Too. That's the oh. other choice. That's the other choice. Well, it was it was famous in Missouri, though. So, here we are again being famous, but it was the Chillicothe Baking Company in Missouri. was mm. the first one to come up with sliced bread. It was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Look at that. There's a good random fact. I haven't heard that one before. Good job. And there's our Christmas Island music from Jimmy Buffett and Abby. I'm so sorry I you know, insulted your favorite Christmas song, but <laughs> I, okay. if I never hear that damn Paul McCartney song for the rest of my life, I'll be better off. So okay, we have Paul, <laughs> Paul Hall coming up. Entertainment. Kusamano later this hour. Kill me in the next hour on a Friday. That's a treat. How'd you like to hang a stocking on a great big coconut tree? How'd you like to stay up late like the islanders do? Traffic from the Ambassador Midwest Floor Traffic Center. Westbound 270 is jammed up, and it's Old Halls Ferry to uh, Florissant. I don't see a reason other than road work going on in the area. I don't see a crash there, but I'll take a closer look and get back to you on it. But that delay's there for sure. You've got uh, problems with a stall or a crash make this 170 northbound. It's the ramp from St. Charles Rock Road to northbound 170 and partially in the main line and causing backups. 64 westbound before Route N. We've got a stall on your left, and then we've got debris. 64 eastbound before for 270, two right lanes with this one, and it's jammed from Kings Highway all the way out to McKnight uh, as you take the uh, 64 on your westbound side. I'm Trent Erickson at 425 on 97.1 FM Talk. Sponsored by Bed Bath & Beyond. Hey, here's a holiday gift from Bed Bath & Beyond. Between now and Christmas, get 25% off your entire purchase by texting JOY to 239-663. That's 239-663. New offers every day at Bed Bath & Beyond. Exclusions apply. See website for details. Andrea's Steakhouse is amazing, especially this time of year. I hope we get a little snow because if we get some snow soon, I would go out to O'Fallon, Illinois, 
and go to Andrea's and just enjoy the atmosphere. I know it's going to be cold, but really it's magical when there's a little snow on the ground. It's tucked away up this grassy knoll. It's been there for a long time. It feels like you're a guest in the family home, and the food is absolutely amazing. They're open Tuesday to Thursday, 5 to 9, Fridays and Saturdays. They have Liam Christie out there playing some music, 5 to 10. You can get reservations. I would highly recommend that and get the turnovers at uh, Andrea's. Also want to mention the steak sauce because you can buy the sauce online. They actually make it there in O'Fallon. You can buy it in stores locally. But it is really something you want to add to your steaks and your burgers when you cook at home. You can use it on seafood and pork as well. They use that at the restaurant, of course. And that's what, when Sam Andrea opened that restaurant in 1978, set them apart as a world-class restaurant. And one of the other things that I do love about Andrea's, you got great steakhouses out there, but they have everything that's a la carte. You get your uh, baked potato, you get your sides, salads included at Andrea's. Andrea's.com. They sponsor our movie segment with Paul Hall, which is coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Good afternoon. As we take you into the weekend, let's talk movies with Paul Hall, sponsored by Andrea's Steakhouse, Steak Sauce, and Salad Dressing. Big release this weekend. Why do you come to us? I just want to keep my family safe. If you want to live here have to ride let's do it there's a new avatar movie jane paul hall from common guy films is with us paul how are you i seem to be like the only person that's not really excited about this movie but i'm hearing good things 
Well, you know, what year are we in? I'm not really sure when the sequel for Avatar should have been out. Ten, mm. ten yeah. years ago, It's maybe? been a while. Yeah. We're gapping here, right? Let's yeah. start with this question. Do you need to see the first one? I, I don't even remember the first one at this point. I don't, you know, I, I don't remember much about the first one. And I thought about going back to watch it again, but I wasn't ready to commit about six and a half hours of my life right. uh, this month to it. Uh, so I didn't go back and watch the first one. I went into this one. I was just fine. Basically, we pick up with the, the Navi, the blue guys, who, for, for those who are uninitiated, I guess you could say. They're, they're uh, still living in Pandora, doing everything they need to do until one moment uh, they get attacked. And uh, our fearless leader, Sully, heads out with his family to a new land. It's the Waterland, and I would be remiss if I told you I could pronounce the name of the new land or even talk Navi because that's uh, outside of my pay grade uh, and knowledge base of the Avatar movies. That said, here's what everybody wants to know. James Cameron does a really good job of bringing back the visuals. And Mm -hmm. for once, I'm going to say you need to – I would recommend seeing this in 3D. Okay, Jane and I – that's interesting. Jane and I were just talking about this because you said what about the original movie with 3D? Oh, it made me nauseous. I I had to stop. Yeah, and there's that possibility here. In fact, the theater I went to had a pre-warning on buying the tickets that said uh, if you get get sensitive to to photo – yeah. Type things, uh, you're not going to be, you know, in in a good place here. I saw it in a non 3D screen, and, and so let me say this, you know, in full disclosure, I felt like I was missing the bigger part hmm. of the visuals okay. by okay. seeing it that way. Good to know. However, that costs you four or five bucks more these days when you go to the theaters. So sometimes that's not a, that's a concern for people, and those are the screens you're going to have your best chance of seeing it on. Obviously, there is. A very thin story here. And for a three-hour and 12-minute movie, it needs a lot more to keep you interested throughout the way. The visuals will only take you so far. And the visuals are fantastic. They're phenomenal. They're, you know, award-worthy type visuals. That said, the story was a big letdown. And quite frankly, I found myself about halfway through this movie not caring and wanting to get through it. Mm. And uh, I looked at my my uh, watch around eh, an hour and a half in, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I got an hour and a half to go. Good <laughs> That's news. never a good sign. <laughs> yeah, the last part, part, though, picks up, and it does a great job um, keeping your attention the rest of the way through. Mm. Um, very, very mixed from me on Avatar The Way of Water. It depends if you're ready to invest that time and are you ready to go to the theater to see it. This is one I would recommend that that's the place you go see it, though. And like I said, pay the money, get the 3D, get the best sound you can get in each of the theaters you go to. But, Paul, you know, look, I I started reviewing, and I'm kind of in semi-retirement now, but I started Mm -hmm. doing film reviews in 1988. And I, as you know, you and I talked many years. We we met each other in Milwaukee. I could not have been a bigger proponent of seeing films in the theater. And I still love that experience. But I got to tell you something. Three hours and 12 minutes does not inspire me because that's three hours and a half just in the theater theater if you think about it that's a four-hour better be titanic five-hour commitment you know yeah better (laughs) be titanic that's about the only one the downside is though is if you watch a long film i'm not against a long film that's good you know that that can keep your interest but if you watch a film like that in your home the downside is you're you're definitely going to get up you're going to pause it you're not going to get that experience but does it have to be three plus hours could they have edited it it has over twenty. It has nearly, I shouldn't say over, nearly twenty minutes of trailers on the front of it. Ooh. So you're making a commitment of three Four and a half hours, hours yeah. uh, for sure, just 
what the visual entertainment is on screen. That's saying you don't arrive early, which given the fact that there are a lot of people really excited to see this. And if you want to see it, here's the deal. You want to, if you want to avoid the crowds, go at an off hour. The off hour times, if you look at the booking online, you can a lot of times now see the seating charts, see how many people are in there. The off hour times, and because this is in so many screens at the theaters, you can actually find times that don't have a lot of people in it. And go to those if that's something that you want to avoid the big crowd. Otherwise, if you go at 7 o'clock or, or 9 o'clock, you're going to get huge crowds, even though it's on either seven, seven or eight screens in a lot of theaters. Hmm. All right. Well, so a moderate recommendation for that. Let's talk about this one on Netflix. Don't pick up the phone. A caller pretending to be a police officer was apparently convincing enough to talk some managers into sexually abusing fast food employees. A couple police officers telling me there's a video of what happened here. I'd never seen anything like it, and I've still never seen anything like it in 30 years. All right, Jane says she's interested in this one. I know nothing about it. I knew nothing about it when I went into it, and after the the quick, uh, brief three-episode documentary miniseries, I'm just stunned that I never heard anything. There was a there was a period of time, uh, late 90s into the early 2000s, where there would be a person impersonating a per- police officer calling a variety of fast food restaurants and telling them to basically strip search one of their employees in the manager's office. And it was it started as kind of this one or two people and everybody felt shameful and everybody felt like, you know, this was something that they got duped into something, but nobody told anyone else. And so it spread. The man that was uh, eventually charged, he was not, uh, you know, he he was not uh, found out to whether he was did it or didn't, but the man that was eventually charged did over 70 of these in over 30 states. Mm. Fast food restaurants, McDonald's, Burger King, you grabbed an employee, took them back in the manager's office, and the manager was ordered to strip search them and make them do sexual acts. This is really a disgusting... So you're telling me they they don't even know, they're not convinced they found the real person that was doing this? No, all of a sudden it stopped at at some point. And uh, so I don't think they ever convicted anyone. I don't know, but, I mean, if there was something beyond this, but... Mark, some of these stories existed like literally 10 minutes from my house, and I had never heard of that, as well as uh, states across the, the country from Kentucky up to Massachusetts, out west. Well, something tells it. me, this, you know, look, in a social media area, you probably would have had more coverage, but something tells me that wasn't something police departments were <laughs> eager to get, you know, PR about or information out about, right? Well, I would think they would because it's Just like, we don't do person? this. Well, we don't um, do this, yeah, maybe. you know? And That's you would think insane. that the restaurants would pass it on to the other restaurants. You know, uh, let's be honest. We all worked a, a Joe job at some point in time, right. and they had memos up for everything. Even in, in the radio station, you see memos up all over the place about things that you need to remember or know or get emails on. They they didn't put memos up. They didn't warn people. A couple of the chains got hit really severely. From, well, did they from eventually the, call the real? Well, I'm, I guess I need to watch it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I'll I, let you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like give anything away, but it's fascinating. It's on my list. All I've right, got to check. One question that is legitimate about these three part series because I, I felt this way about you know a couple of the more docudrama series where they extended out. They could probably be better off as an eighty minute documentary instead of three hours. Does this one drag it out? Well, the good news is it, the episodes are digestible and small, about 45 minutes. Oh, okay. yeah. well, so really, good. it's going to be that. I mean, I binged this thing all in about a couple, two and a half hours or so. So it's it's a break broken apart to give you digestible pieces of uh, aspects of the whole case, whether it was the actual trials that went on or the hunt 
for the person who did it and some of that behind the scenes and then some of the stories that literally after the first episode you kind of need a break because it is disgusting and it's a bit sickening that certain managers that we entrusted with our kids when when you have them work at a fast food restaurant um, didn't know enough to say this is wrong and we all sit there and say it now but they make some good explanations on why some people fall for that stuff. Anything else you want to mention this weekend as we head into the week before Christmas? Yeah, you know, National Treasure has a new uh, first two episodes out from a new series on Disney+. Plus. I kind of enjoyed it. It's definitely for a younger crowd. It's definitely something different. And if you're looking for those last-minute gifts, there's a couple new DVDs down the pike. Uh, for the fans of the Game of Thrones series, HBO has saved Till next Tuesday, House of the Dragon, the complete first season. So if you didn't have HBO or Max, you can pick that up and give that to your your best friend and loved ones. Uh, the Banshees of Inchirin, which is a big nominee at the Critics' Choice Movie Awards, that will also be out next Tuesday. And uh, a couple things this week that popped out, Ticket to Paradise, which we, that's that uh, George Clooney, Julia Roberts movie that we mentioned didn't really have any buzz around it going into the theatrical release. It's on DVD already. Uh, mm. Smile, if you're into horror movies or Let's give you a light one. Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. You can enjoy the, the, the fun. Any observations? Both the Golden Globe nominations and the Critics' Choice nominations came out this week. Any observations from that? And what's the favorite right now? You know, I don't know if there is a favorite. It's crazy the way there's there's a lot of... As a voter, I, I went through a lot of films that I thought were, eh, they were okay. And I was putting a lot of people in my categories that maybe... I wouldn't in a normal year. There's a couple movies coming down the pike in the next couple of weeks. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen The Banshees of Inchirin, I, I can highly recommend that. That's uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Uh, really a, an interesting and fun story. Uh, but uh, you know what? Earlier this year, the Top Guns, they're in the mix. And, well, I was glad the Top Gun was nominated. Look, yeah, you can kind of, I don't know, is that an Oscar-caliber, awards-caliber film? Look, it was a great movie, in great my movie. opinion. It delivered everything it needed to. I did... Um, I snuck in Knives Out, which is going to come out on Netflix, I think, next Friday. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, I thought it was highly average. I, I just didn't, you know, yeah. I thought it was a good movie. I, right. What I said, We're my seen. wife and I both agreed. We watched it about five days ago. I said, you know what? It was okay. I love the first one. I love the first one. But it wasn't anything I'd go back and see again right away or have any desire to. So to me, when I saw that on the list for awards, I was a little surprised. I didn't think it met the caliber of awards, but. You know, what do I know as a person who's voted on these things for 30 years, Paul, right? (laughs) I like Janelle Monae in that a lot, which that's coming to Netflix on the 30th, I think. It's 30th to the 23rd. Cast was great, by the way. I thought Kate Hudson was really good in it. So I didn't really, I I don't think there's anything wrong with the movie. I just don't think it meets the the awards caliber level. All right, tell folks where they can find your reviews, Paul Hall. Commonguy.com. We will talk into the uh, the new year, I believe, because we're going to be off for a couple of weeks. So we'll talk then. How does that sound? Sounds good, Mark. Have a great Christmas. Take care. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Frank Cusimano is here. We visit with him every Monday and Friday afternoon. Frank, I had um, lunch with our mutual friend Jeff the King Drew today, and he's, what is he, feigning some sort of back injury and he can't play pickleball with you? Is that what I hear? He's dropping excuses? Yes. And uh, I I will say that Jeff is a very talented player, but he is tending to get uh, a little more injury prone in the latter years of his life. It was his birthday yesterday, so we wish him a happy birthday. That's one of the reasons I took him out, but he is a dear friend, and um, he's been great to me over the years. So thank you, Jeff Drew, even though I make fun of you. But Mr. Cusimano, it was a good – I was uh, at the MAC actually watching the game from last night because I missed it. The Blues had a good comeback, didn't they? Boy, you talk about unlikely, Mark. I mean, you are down by a goal in the final minute, and you commit a penalty – and somehow, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko scores the first shorthanded goal of his career to tie it. And then Amazing. in overtime, the Oilers look like they win it, and half the building leaves because Dreisaitl thinks he scores the winning goal. But the Blues challenge. They go to a shootout. Bennington stops all three. Amazing. And Cairo gets his. In terms of, like, exhilarating victories, that's number one this season by far. I gave up and then had to go back. I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. So, no, that was – you know, when you can win those, that's when you know you're gelling. Well, look, look, you hope so because now you've won three out of the last four, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, a really wicked road trip they're on before Christmas, isn't it, Frank? It is. It's, it's five games. It's 11 days. And I just think it, it could be season-defining. I mean, if you lose that game and then you got Calgary and you got Vegas down the road, you know, who knows what could happen. You lose all five and the season's freaking over. Mm-hmm. But you win that game. And all of a sudden, you've got momentum. You're three, one and one in your last five. Maybe it's it's a season changing, you know, road road series here. Mm-hmm. Well, hope. you you hope so. Let's talk a little college hoops. You know, I said something earlier. I have to correct, which the host says things that are dumb all the time. But I <laughs> I made mention we were talking about the Mizzou basketball team on the roundtable, Frank, and I said, you know, the Bragg rights game's coming up next Thursday, and I said, well, they have a cupcake tomorrow. They do not have a cupcake. In fact, they're oh. not favored against Central Florida. Central Florida is a pretty good team. They're eight and two. They have three victories already against teams from Power Five conferences. And here's the thing: I, I love the glitziness of the Mizzou nine and one record, but we really don't know. I mean, because right. you know they played one good team at Kansas and they got annihilated by twenty seven. Now you win this game, and then all of a sudden you're going into that bragging rights game at ten and one. And you are legit. Well, and this would be, look, if Central Mm -hmm. Florida has, their resume is already somewhat impressive, you start to look at what could happen down the line with the NCAA tournament. That's the kind of win at home that a tournament committee wants to see from a team like Mizzou, right? You're you're absolutely right. And here's the thing, too, though. That that conference is so good that you you could still lose that game and be a 500 team in the SEC and you'd probably get in because the SEC is the the best conference in basketball. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about as we head into the weekend sports-wise? Oh, of course, the World Cup. Yes. Yes. And, you know, there's no, there's no chance it's going to have a bad storyline because either Messi's going to win mm-hmm. at age 35 in his final World Cup, and that's like Elway winning a Super Bowl in his final game, mm-hmm. or, you know, Mbappe is going to be the second youngest player to have two World Cups. The youngest, by the way, is Pele, and mm-hmm. it would be back-to-back World Cups for France for the first time since 1962. So there's no chance there won't be a great storyline on Sunday morning. Yeah. 
It's going to be cool. Yeah, and I apologize for almost missing that because that's like the biggest sports story on the planet. But I, I tend to. Um... Well, there's more people watching the World Cup than the Olympics and any other sport right no, now. No, I know. I mean, I'm it's aware of that. pretty amazing. Is that more of an NFL guy? Like last night. How about this kid who was at Iowa State who's now the quarterback, the third string quarterback for the 49ers, Frank? I don't know if you watched that at all last night, but that kid, this I pretty did. kid, Brock Purdy, looked pretty impressive. And the Niners wrap up that division. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well you throw the football, but I think that. That is the one spot in the NFL where you could win with almost any quarterback because Kyle Shanahan is so good at diagramming plays. He has so many weapons that the Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, Brock Purdy, can come in there and look like Joe Montana in 2022. He's a good player. Now, look, he had a nice career at Iowa State. He threw for 12,000 yards. But that spot is really conducive for success. Look, I, I felt like before Jimmy G went down, I thought the Niners really were on track to be a potential Super Bowl team. They, they might still be. You know what? I put a little money on this week for the Super Bowl after watching the Sunday night game because the odds were fantastic, and I think it's going to be tough. Maybe they don't get into the playoffs, but I think the Chargers have the pieces hmm. to make a run as a wildcard team, and I got plus 4500 on the Chargers. So I put 50 bucks down. The payout is 2300 bucks. Wow. That's pretty good odds. Now, obviously, I'm doing, this, I'm doing this illegally through my uh, bookie investment. Vegas, my friend Rick, because we can't bet here in Missouri. But I didn't think that was a bad stab to take a no, shot at that. That is a great long shot bet because he's got his two wide receivers back yet. And nobody's more talented than Justin Herbert. He's not the best quarterback in the NFL, but nobody's more gifted or talented. So if the head coach can kind of stay out of the way, Coach Staley, uh, they got a chance it's, to win that. It's game. not impossible for sure. Well, listen, Frank, you have a great weekend. We'll talk on Monday afternoon, hopefully after a couple more Blues victories. Sounds great. Thank you, right, Take, Mark. take Bye, care. Guys. That's Frank Cusimano from KSDK. He joins us every Friday and Monday at 445. Jane, you're going to start the weekend. We were talking kind of before the roundtable, Gene and Jeff and I um, and Jane, just the fact that everyone – I talked to Annie about this earlier, too. Everyone's kind of in holiday mode, right? Like, they, Oh, yeah, it's so quiet I'm off here. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so I have to get past Monday and, and Tuesday. But let's face it. It's weird, too. I think one of the reasons is it's not like we're closing this weekend out and then Christmas is in the ne- middle of next week. It's Sunday. It's a week from we this a Sunday. Week. Right, but everyone's sort of like, okay – I'm in Christmas mode. I right. don't want to work. I don't want to right. pay attention to anything else Absolutely. outside of that. And I still, you know what, though? I still don't feel like I'm in the Christmas spirit yet. So I'm hoping this week is going to get me there. So I'm I'm hoping to look forward to it. I don't think I'm quite there either, unfortunately. Yeah. And and I do, I really love Christmas. And I'm looking forward to it this year because, as I mentioned, I have my, um, you know, my son who's 25. Yeah, my son, I will have a full house because we have Aiden coming in with his girlfriend from Columbia. Evan is bringing a, a new girlfriend. I haven't seen him in 14 months. And, of course, my daughter and then my uh, wife's. My wife doesn't have, she's an only child. Um, her mom died. Her dad is a piece of living you know, debris. We don't even know if he's alive. That's another story, unfortunately. She's got an aunt here, but she doesn't have a big family. She's got a cousin in Boulder who's very close, and her daughter coming in the day oh, after good. Christmas. So we'll have a bunch of family. But listen, I'm not going to see you for a couple of weeks. We're going to give know. you next Friday off. No roundtable the next two Fridays. We'll kick it off again in January. Merry Christmas, Merry Jane. Christmas. We have a great, great weekend and a great week. We'll see you soon. Got it. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 